Hey everybody, welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is a show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and of course, uh, well, actually I'm kind of alone this week, so, but that's okay, we've got a great episode for you here today. Uh, but of course, before we get into the episode, gotta let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. We're on social media, of course. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. Of course, we're also on all of the major podcast providers. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. If you can find... If you can get your podcast there we're there subscribe to the show leave us a comment and a five-star rating a heart react whatever that podcast provider will let you do to know that you can say hey i like this show i support it and other people need to know about it as well and of course speaking of geeky content media we are also on youtube look up geek order on youtube and subscribe to the channel for the for all the latest vlogs and everything we do over there as well. Uh, so today we are taking a trip to the sewers. That's right, we're checking in on our favorite heroes in a half shell, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And today we are looking at the episode, Take Me to Your Leader, the one where Leonardo gets his groove back. So our story opens and the Shredder is monologuing about his... Very, very evil, evil, dastardly plan. That's right, folks. The Shredder is scheming to steal the world's supply of cheese danishes. Okay, well, a little bit of a stretch here, but okay. Apparently, you know, hey, the Technodrome's a few thousand feet underground. And apparently it's hard to get a good snack. But before the Shredder can... Institute his evil, evil scheme of stealing cheese danishes. The Ninja Turtles bust in and it's battle time. But our heroes are like, all right, Leo, what do we do? But Leo is kind of overridden. He's has this very unusual, uncharacteristic bout of indecision. Just kind of like, oh, we could go to the left. We could go to the right. Um, I don't know. But, so this leads us into the very awkward battle scenes here, and Donatello goes up against Bebop, who for some reason is sitting at a table eating a spaghetti dinner. He's very annoyed that Donatello is interrupting his spaghetti dinner, so he takes his forks and whips up the spaghetti noodles into a frenzy, where they wrap up Donatello, where he's incapacitated. Raphael takes the fight to Rocksteady, who kind of just blows a bubble around Raphael, and he floats away. Our good buddy Michelangelo is on the attack, but he gets thrown into a giant pizza on the floor. But it's not really a pizza, it's a trap door, which seems to be going to an abyss of nowhere. So Michelangelo seems to have been... Just cart it off. Probably dead. So Leo begins his attack on the bad guys. And 
both Bebop and Rock City just randomly turn into like big old boppets. Okay, this is definitely getting strange. So Shredder orders the dogs to attack. Leonardo is attacked by a pack of poodles who nip at his heels just enough so that he backs up and trips into a pot. Yes, folks, he's now in a big old pot of turtle soup. So, as Leonardo is in danger, we cut to the turtle's lair in the sewer. And we realize Leonardo has had a absolutely bizarre, surreal dream. So, he tries to go back to sleep. And, of course, he's kind of perplexed by this. He wakes up. It's the morning, and unfortunately, the feelings of self-doubt are really still sitting there for Leo. He's, like, kind of thinking, it, was this a dream? Was this a warning? Like, it, is my bad judgment, like, you know, going to affect the team? And Donnie's like, ah, come on, don't take it so hard on yourself, Leo. All right, come on, man. Let's get some practice in. But unfortunately, the dreams are still bothering Leo, who honestly has a a really bad practice session like he actually knocks himself out so yeah uh so with that he kind of takes it as the last straw he says you know what honestly i can't i can't do this i need some time i'm heading out so leo heads off now across town we see the shredder and krang are up to their evil nefarious plots. They leave a robot sentry outside of a building that they're entering. He and he leaves specific very specific instructions to not to not let any uniformed officials or turtles into the building. So we quickly see a few police officers come up who've been tipped off to the fact that Shredder and Krang are entering this building and the robot surprisingly does its job. The the, the robot makes reference and realizes, yep, these are uniformed officials. They cannot come in. I must take care of them. So yeah, he sends the robot. He sends the policemen packing. And yes, very effectively. So yeah. All right. Uh, so we head up to the top of the building, this penthouse area. Shredder and Krang have set up a solar siphon that will now be sitting... And draining the sun of its energy. Why, yes. He's going to make the world so, so cold. He's going to make it so cold that even the Ice Age will feel like a Turkish bath. Okay. So our turtles are doing the things. They're kind of moping around. Leo's stuck. You know, he's not there. But they realize the sun is shrinking. The the cool the temperatures are very cool. And there's snow. It's like, um It's the middle of July here, folks, and there's snow. So our heroes are trying to figure out what to do, and Raphael has the astute observation that you know what, I bet the shredder's behind this. And Donnie's like how can you tell? And Raph's like, isn't he always behind these things? 
So yes, so our heroes must leap into action, but they don't have a leader. Oh no, what are we going to do? We don't have a leader. All right, we're going to decide. We're going to decide by playing Spin the Pizza. So yes, they have a slice of pizza fashioned into an arrow on a pizza dish. They spin it, and the wheel lands on Raphael. He's like, um, can we do best two out of three? <laughs> They're like, uh, <laughs> no, bro. You're the leader. You deal with it. It's like, all right. So the turtles try to exit the sewers, and they're having issues with a manhole cover, which, of course, it's covered in snow. So luckily, Donatello is there. He pries it open with his bow staff, and snow falls right in through the sewer hole. Yeah. So once again, they climb up. They make it through the sewer hole, and they are promptly greeted by a polar bear. And a chase ensues. So our heroes have stumbled into this wonderful, wonderful world of danger and excitement. They're in danger. Will they survive this polar bear attack? Well, honestly, who knows? Because at this point, we have to dig deep into our uh, library of TV tropes. And we've got to figure out what's going on here. But of course, while we figure out what's going on, we got to build that tension by heading to a commercial break. So that's what we'll do here, folks, and we'll be back in just a moment. That Joe's surrounded by cobras. Yeah, but that Joe's Sergeant Slaughter. He's joined the G.I. Joe team. So we're celebrating by giving away Sergeant Slaughter action figures. But you can't buy them in stores. You've got to earn them. Here's how. Collect five Sergeant Slaughter certificates or call the number on the certificate and Sergeant Slaughter will tell you how to get in on the action with only four certificates. There's a $1 handling charge. See details in specially marked packages. G.I. Joe! Nobody takes on Cobras better than Sergeant Slaughter. Joe! Family Furniture is blowing the stuffing out of high prices. Now, just in time for your income tax refunds, Family Furniture is offering all wood Roy Hill four-piece bedroom sets for only $549.95. Action recliners are only $188. Full-size Serta inner spring sleepers are $389. And two-by-six all wood bunk sets complete with bunkies are $188. Family Furniture offers instant credit in most cases, and financing is available. Family Furniture is blowing the stuffing out of high prices. Family Furniture, 2408 Amarillo Boulevard East. Watch out! Here comes Scooby-Doo! It spills, thrills, and chills with your favorite canine sleuth. A roller coaster half hour of fun. Watch out! It's Scooby-Doo! See it weekdays at 3.30 here on KCIT. And we're back! So, as, our pol as the polar bear gives chase to our heroes, Raphael's decision-making ability is quickly called into question because he really doesn't know what to do at this point. But luckily, Michelangelo just happens to think of an idea on the fly, and he finds a nice little bit of frozen lake near there. He grabs a few of the frozen fish from it and chucks them at the polar bear. Hey, polar bear! How about a trout sickle? So, luckily that distracts the polar bear long enough for our heroes to gather their wits about them and realize 
you know what? We're not in a polar bear, in a polar bear habitat. We're in the middle of the zoo. Pan back, and yes, we see the zoo, various animal containment areas. Well, so, luckily it's not as bad as our heroes think it is, but they've still got to figure out exactly what is making the sun shrink. But, luckily, Donatello just, just magically happens to have a device that will track energy draining signatures and will take him to exactly where the source of the solar drain is. So he's like, so Raphael's like, all right, okay, cool. You're the leader now. So Donatello's like, all right, let's do this. Let's figure out the best way to go. Promptly sits down. Okay, first we calculate the variables, and then we take in the cofactors. Da, da, da. And Donatello begins to epically, epically overanalyze the situation. So, <laughs> Raph's like, okay, this may have been a mistake. You think, Raph? You think? Well, we cover, well, we um, switch over to the Channel 6 News Building, where Burn Thompson is having a Burn Thompson mad, mad rage fit because nobody is covering this story of why it's snowing and so cold in July. And like Irma and April and Vern, they're like, well, for one, it's super cold out. And because of all this snow, the doors are blocked. We literally cannot leave this building. So, yeah, because, you know, you know, even though it's freezing in July, someone is actually applying logic to the situation because, you know, Burn is being the unreasonable boss. And sometimes you got to go, um, well, we would do our job, but we literally can't. In April, sitting there thinking, I should really call the turtles. But unfortunately, my turtle com is frozen. I mean, dun-dun-dun, of course. Just so, so convenient. So we switch over to the park. Leonardo's walking around. He's moping around. He's like, oh, I wonder what my brother's doing. Nah, if I were there, they'd just be just stuck in the mud. I bet they're totally rotted right on top of things right now. You would think so, Leo. No, you're the leader. So no, no, they don't have things under control. Definitely not. Now, Leo is already in this winter gear. He's got his hat and a big puffy coat. And he had this gear when he left the sewer. But when he left the sewer, nobody realized how cold it was. Like, when he left, Shredder hadn't turned on the solar shrink device. Or maybe he just turned it on and hadn't drained enough energy to really affect the temperature yet. So why was Leo already in this cold weather gear to start with? Uh, I guess convenience, whatever. So we cut back to uh, the zoo, where Michelangelo and Raphael are having a snowball fight. A full-on snowball war... One-liners and insults everywhere. He has Donatello for 
this whatever indeterminable amount of time, I'm going to assume is at least an hour at this point, is still calculating the variables and deciding, figuring out where to, the best way to go. You know, and where is east? It's like, um, it's like, yeah, maybe we should just, and Raph's like, listen, Donnie, east is this, you said east, east is this way, let's go. And Donnie's like, all right, oh, factor the one, carry the two, calculate the variable. I got it. East is that way. Okay, Donnie. Got got a little work to do here, but, um, yeah. Maybe you should have just, uh, gone with Raph. He seemed to know what he was doing there. But anyway, we go back to the penthouse mansion where the solar shrink ray is still in effect. And Shredder's kind of just talking about his plans. They're going to freeze the people of the world. They'll be cryogenically frozen slaves that they can thaw as they need. Bebop and Rockstar are like, Oh, slaves? Does that mean we'll have our own slaves we can boss around? And the Shredder's like, Uh, you two are my slaves, so get back to work. Uh, so we cut back to the turtle team, and they have finally found their destination. Or so they believe. It's a schoolhouse. And Don's like, all right, well, it's this way. They try to climb some stairs, but they're frozen. The stairs are frozen, and they slip. Donnie slips and eats it. He eats it real bad. So, all right, they got to get some climbing gear. And apparently they very quickly find climbing boots and ropes and grappling hooks and... Okay, sure. Anyway, so they make it up the stairs into the room and they just find a box emanating a signal. Well, unfortunately, Donatello has realized this is not the device they're looking for. They found a signal. But not only did they find a fake signal generating device that fooled Donatello's energy scanner, the box the um that fake signal device it's also a bomb so Raphael has the wonderful wonderful insight of going uh stupid question here donnie but uh when does this bomb go off in exactly 10 seconds oh no our heroes are in danger the bomb's about to go off because they literally just found it what's gonna happen Oh no. Well, my device, luckily folks, I have a TV trope censoring device that is fully functional and is determined. Yes, folks, we have reached another one of our TV tropes where our heroes are in danger. They may die. They may not die. But of course, we have to wait for the commercial break to figure out. So, of course, we'll be heading to our commercial break too. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment, folks. Only we have a military attack group like the Combaticons. Transform Combaticons and attack the new Autobot City. Warner, 
Autobots, this is our new city, Metroplex. It can transform into a battle station and then transform again into the gigantic Metroplex himself. But the Combaticons can combine to form Bruticus. Decepticons attack! Transform Metroplex! The Transformers! The Transformers from Hasbro. Weekday evenings, 5 to 7. Enjoy the funniest two hours on Amarillo Television. First, the antics of Hollywood's Ozark family, the Beverly Hillbillies. At 5.30, Arnold and Willis enjoy the penthouse world of different strokes. And the strangest radio station of them all, WKRP in Cincinnati, hits the air at 6. Followed closely by Ted Knight and family in Too Close for Comfort. See it starting at 5 weekday evenings on Amarillo's independent KCIT TV 14. a great tasting sandwich, try fresh Mrs. Baird's wheat bread. It has a hearty wheat taste that brings out the best in sandwich making. So no matter what you put inside, Mrs. Baird's wheat bread will make your sandwich taste even better. That's a promise from the Baird family. Set a course for Earth. The Gobot invasion continues. Every weekday, the forces collide. Gobot Renegade, Gobot Guardian, Leader One, Psycho, Turbo, Crasher, Coptor, Scooter, The Challenge of the Gobots. Weekday mornings at 7 here on TV 14. All right, and we are back. So the bomb's about to go off. The turtles leap into action. And they realize the area they're in is the bell tower. So Mikey has this bright idea. But, well, he's going to leap into action. He disconnects the bell from the, from the tower. It drops on top of the bomb. The bomb goes off. And the bell contains the blast. Which, of course, if that bomb had been not contained, it would have destroyed the building and more than likely killed our heroes. But the building is in shackles. And, of course, Donatello's energy tracker is broken. So he's run off. And they're like, um, where are you going, Donnie? I have a spare energy tracker. Okay, where is it? It's back at the lair. Well, okay. Guess that's that. So Raph's like, well, guess that makes you lead a leader now, Mikey. All right. Totally radical. So we cut to the, uh, to the edge of the city. Leo's ready to leave town. But, unfortunately, the bridge he needs to cross is kind of covered in snow. 
He kind of talks to the man there opera, who operates the bridge. He's like, yeah, nobody's really doing anything about this crisis now. And Leo's like, nobody? Nobody at all? It's like, nah, nah, man. He's like, man, man, I've been so selfishly thinking of myself this whole time. Maybe my brothers actually do need me. So, Leonardo seems to have found his motivation again, and he runs off in search of his brothers. So we cut back to the Channel 6 News building, and April's like, Alright, I need to thaw out the turtle com. I gotta contact the turtles. So, she grabs some paper, finds a match, and lights a small fire. It's like, this fire isn't gonna last long. Irma, we need some fuel to make this fire bigger. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, use this. And she chucks something into the fire. Do you know what she chucks right into the fire to use as the fuel? She chucks the frozen turtle calm. So, very quickly, the ice that is formed around the turtle calm melts. And the turtle calm burns. Very, very quickly. It's like, um... Irma? Well, that's not what I was expecting to use for fuel. So now we can't contact the turtles. So yeah, so literally we have these scenes at Channel 6 News. Th this must have just been like a, um... Like, it's like, alright, April needs to appear in X number of episodes. So, um... Here are just two random scenes at Channel 6 News to, to fulfill the contractual obligations for the actress. I feel, I feel like that's all they did. These scenes were completely useless. They literally served no purpose to this story. And literally after the second scene, the, the, we don't cut back to the Channel 6 News team at all. Again, for the rest of the episode. They're done. That's it. All we've done was provide the contractually required appearance of April O'Neil in an episode. Wow. Nothing. This this scene was... Like, these two scenes were absolutely useless. It's like, they literally had to write the scene. And they had to write... Like, did they really have to write Irma that dumb? To go, oh, here, let me chuck this thing into the fire. And it's like... No, that's why April built the fire was to thaw the turtle calm to use it. This scene was dumb. Like, super dumb. Like, really? Y you couldn't have just... Ugh. Yeah, I guess we had to get April into the episode somehow. But, oh, I feel like they could have done this so much better. So, anyway... We cut back to Raph and Mikey, and they're like, alright, cool. So, alright, so where are we going to find the energy drainer? And Mikey's like, oh, that's no, that's easy, dude. It's over there in the Mile High Tower. Huh? He's like, hey, dude, just look up. Oh, well, okay, that's easy enough. So they get to the Mile High Tower, but of course... They run into Shredder's robot. It's like, alright, so how are we going to do this? Mikey's like, well, 
uh, we, we could use like a two-pronged attack or something. He's like, well, I mean, I saw it in a movie. And Raph's like, well, how can I argue with logic like that? It's like, unfortunately, I don't know. Don't know if it's the best plan or not, but Mikey's got something at least. So they do it. They attack the robot. But yeah, this attack does nothing. The robot is much stronger. He's got like grappling hooks and claws and it's making pretty quick work of it. Our heroes seem to be in over their heads when all of a sudden a sword comes flying through the air and crack and cracks right into the robot. Yes, Leonardo has returned in exactly the nick of time. It is the exact moment he needed. And of course, his confidence is restored. He's ready to take on life and challenges. And Donnie just happens to show up too. He's got his new energy tracker. He's like, all right, guys. I calculated all the variables. I found out where the energy source was. And then I literally just looked up and saw the fireworks happening. It's like, all right, Will. Okay. Oh, oh. So, this is one of my favorite lines of the episode here. Raph just straight up breaks the fourth wall. He's like, yo guys, this reunion is touching and all, but um, we're about to be a two-part episode at this point. So it's like, yeah, we are kind of running out of episode time, aren't we? So, our reunited turtle team heads into the building. The elevators are frozen. It's like, ah, that's not going to stop us. So they climb the elevator cables. And the Shredder is gloating. He's like, yes, my evil plan is succeeding. The turtles are like, um, wrong, Shredder. It's battle time. So they fight the combined forces of Shredder, Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. And of course, because we're running out of episode time, this fight goes very, very quickly. So the villains escape. They just jump out the window. They're, the turtle's like, uh, what? But it's okay. They have parachutes. And one of them has a smiley face on the parachute. They just have like these purple parachutes. Good Foot Clan colors. And one of them just has a smiley face drawn on it. I want to know whose parachute that is. Who had the idea of putting a smiley face on their parachute? But anyway, Donatello catches up to the machine. He he does the science. He reverses the, the ray. And the energy is forced back through the machine into the sun. Everything is back to normal. The snow starts melting. Everything goes back to normal. And Donnie's like, well, yeah, let's just make sure this thing is done for. So he destroys the machine. The day is saved. The villains have retreated to the Technodrome. So we cut back to the sewer. Everything's back to normal. Our turtles are together. They're happy. They're eating pizza. They're fellowshipping as brothers. And so Splinter's like, Yeah, so I believe you have all learned many lessons today. What have you learned? So Leo starts off. He's like, I learned not to let my doubts get in the way of duty. Donatello's like, well, 
I learn to trust my instincts as much as I do my inventions. Raphael's like, yeah, I learned it's easier to make wisecracks than decisions. And what did you learn today, Michelangelo? I learned to stick with what I know best. And in this case, it's scarfing pizzas. So our heroes have a good laugh, and the episode ends. Okay, man, this this was a fun episode. And honestly, I kind of almost wish that this was a two-parter. Leo getting his groove back and kind of this part of the episode where the self-doubts came in. This episode flew by very, very quickly, surprisingly. And to be fair, I kind of wanted more of it. And there's definitely been these good episodes where, you know, the leader kind of faces that self-confidence issue. Of course, we saw it in the Transformer episode, The Burden Hardest to Bear. But I feel like the scenes in this episode with Leo kind of going through his self-doubt surprisingly took up very little of the episode. I mean, I get where they kind of had to balance the other team trying to use their strengths and their weaknesses and kind of paint that picture of, you know, these guys aren't exactly doing a great job without Leo. So in that case, like, I liked this episode, but I almost feel like we could have done a two-parter. If they were kind of run these these two stories, they could have expanded them more. Because, and definitely kind of the resolution at the end seems kind of quickly put together. Like, I, I get where Leo is like, all right, cool. Because that's a good story arc, you know, kind of the leader building that confidence. So that's great. But to be fair, I know they make the crack about it you know, becoming, being a, you know, almost running into two-parter time here and then as condensing the last, you know, bit of the episode. But honestly, this episode could have been a two-parter. And I think if you'd played the stories up, done a little more with Leo, you know, exploring himself and kind of figuring out what to do, gaining that confidence back, maybe talking to a few other people, getting some different perspectives... I think we could have done something really, really cool with this episode. And don't get me wrong. I like this episode. It was fun. Like, uh, there were some good jokes, some good one-liners. But overall, and I think, the you know, if, you, if you're left wanting more of a story, you had a good story. So in this case, they took that leader trope, you know, that, that, you know, that unconfident leader trope, kind of that thing, and said, hey, here's our spin on it. And I liked what they were doing with it. I liked where they were going. But I felt they could have expanded on it more. And told, you know, kind of slowed the story down. And, dude, seriously. I think this would have been a, could have been a very successful two-parter. So, this was a fun episode, guys. I liked, I liked it. I definitely re- recommend you checking it out. Um... I think that'll do it this week, folks, for, for the latest episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Check us out on social media, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and we will see you next time.